0: From the west comes our death.
1: Are you ready for the end of the world? This is Your Community Spirit, a show about caring, sharing, and preparing for the changes needed in the world as we know it. Let's bring back the circle again, the circle of family, the circle of friends, and the circle of being. Wake up and be healthy, and therefore wealthy to the peace and joy of Mother Earth. This is your community spirit coming at you live, local, and in your face here on WDBX 91.1 FM, community radio for Southern Illinois. Uh, that song was a song called Sawin by Incubus Succubus. Uh, I figured I'd play that because the holiday of Sawin is coming up, and because I like the song. So as, excuse me, as you may have noticed, if you are a regular listener, I am not, in fact, or Danny Juman. He is off on another adventure today. Uh, but we'll be holding on the to Ford here with plenty of news, happenings, and other good things going on. Uh, my name is Tree Song. I will be your waiter today. No, wait, I will not be your waiter today. I will be your radio DJ today. And we've got plenty coming up today, plenty of good adventures to go on.
0: Ten thousand years We have been near, those gather near before us. No church, nor king, nor wars they bring could keep us from this chorus.
1: All right. Today is the 28th of October. Uh, I've got plenty of stuff going on today and this week to share. Um, as, y- as you may notice, the weather's been a little little unusual. It's been sort of alternating between nice, uh, nice, sunny, warm, happy weather and the uh, weather we're usually used to around here around October. Uh, not entirely sure what that's about. I'm tempted to blame it on climate change, but I... Try not to blame every single weather irregularity on climate change. Uh, you, you, can, you can blame the trend on climate change, but each individual weather incident, you can never entirely be sure. Uh, but that said, uh, we've got news, and uh, some of that news does in fact relate to climate change. Uh, but first, let's get to this one, actually. Uh, our first story <coughs> has to do with the, uh, the 1%. Uh, the people on Occupy Wall Street and Occupy Carbondale uh, and all of the Occupy groups around the world are talking about the 1% versus the 99%. uh, The 1% being the people who have uh, the 1% at the top of the economy, who have the most money and have the most control over the political process as a result. Since we focus on environmental news here, mostly on your community spirit, we like to see the environmental side of things. So, uh, this story caught my eye. Uh, it's a question Is the environmental crisis caused by the 7 billion or by the 1%? Now, we've discussed the issue of population here on uh, your community spirit before. Uh, some people focus really heavily on population as the cause of a lot of environmental co- uh, catastrophes. Other people mention other things like the levels of consumption. So this explores that question a little bit. Uh, the United Nations says that the world's population will reach 7 billion people this month. The approach of that milestone has produced a wave of articles and opinion pieces blaming the world's environmental crisis on overpopulation. Uh, in, in Times Square, there was a huge and expensive video declaring that human overpopulation is driving species extinct. Uh, all sorts of other things like that going on, uh, but... Most of the 7 billion are not, in fact, directly endangering the Earth. Uh, The majority of the world's people don't destroy forests, don't wipe out endangered species, don't pollute rivers and oceans, and emit essentially no greenhouse gases. I mean, technically, as as mammals, we all emit a small amount of greenhouse gases by breathing, but uh, relative to what uh, certain other people are doing, it's not all that much. Even in the rich countries of the global north, most environmental destruction is caused not by individuals or households, but by mines, factories, and power plants run by corporations that care more about profit than about humanity's survival, uh, much less the survival of any of the other species on the planet. And that's certainly food for thought. You know, for example, reducing the U.S. population uh, wouldn't have stopped the BP uh, spill from poisoning the Gulf of Mexico, uh... <coughs> and lower birth rates aren't going to magically shut down this uh, Tar Sands project that they're trying to push through, and uh, which Bill McKibben, one of our frequent commentators that we look to, has called one of the most staggering crimes the world has ever seen. <laughs> so yeah, it's. I like to mention this story because it definitely raises food for thought. There's often the uh, simplistic notion that it all comes down to population, <coughs> excuse me, But uh, the the formula that I like to use is population times consumption. You know, if you have a million people who are just using a little bit and you have one person who's using a million times that much, both through personal use and through the profit they're getting from the shares they have in these destructive corporations, then let's see, which, which of those two places should we start first in addressing the issue? I'll leave that up to you to decide. All right, let's see what other news we have on tap today. Our next story is Underwater Cities. Climate change begins to reshape the urban landscape. Now, if I were really on the ball, I'd have the song Under the Sea prepared for this one, but not quite on the ball today. Under the sea, under the sea. Uh, I suppose it shouldn't shouldn't be singing delightful songs about entire cities going under the waves. Uh, So here's the story. Uh, Dan Kipnis, a retired fishing boat captain and a 60-year Miami Beach resident, has a video that offers a glimpse of where uh, this coastal city is headed. In it, cars and trucks kick flood water into the air as they drive down Miami Beach's streets. This isn't rainwater. The skies are at least partially sunny and blue. Instead, the water is seeped into the streets from underground storm sewers during high tide. Uh, Kipnis says he never saw such flooding until about a decade ago, but now sees it up to twice a day during the fall when the tides are especially high. He says he's watched the undersides of 100,000 cars get rusted away by salt water. Uh, This happens, many experts say, because of rising sea levels attributed to the melting of ice sheets in Greenland and Antarctica. We can expect to see more of the same across South Florida in the coming years, as a warming climate accelerates the faraway melting. Researchers are just now beginning to grapple with what this will mean for the inner workings of the city. And that's one of the things that gets me about the uh, the challenges we are facing uh, due to this uh, climate crisis, uh, is that we, we don't know what all of the effects are going to be. I mean, we can do the climate research and say, well, we believe the sea levels will probably rise... Uh, We believe that both droughts and floods will be more intense. But those are the sort of preliminary causes, the preliminary effects. There are a lot of secondary and tertiary effects that will come from those that are sort of hard to understand and predict. For example, the seawater rising up through the sewers and uh, rusting the bottom of all these cars and causing flooding. That song is also a song called Salon. It's from an instrumental album called Solstice. All right, some other news coming up. This is other city-related news, but uh, it takes us from the water to the heat. Heat from cities is barely affecting global warming. One of the many arguments that uh, climate change deniers rely on to poo-poo climate change is the prevalence of the urban heat island effect. Uh, in other words, the tendency for cities to absorb and retain heat. Uh, they argue that the problem's not gas belching cars and factories, it's all those city-dwelling lefties. <laughs> but according to a new study from Stanford University, there's just no possible way that cities are causing global warming, at least not on the same scale that greenhouse gas emissions are. Uh, at most, f- and this is an at most, I'll point out, which I am surprised it could be even this amount, uh, at most 4% of gross global warming since the Industrial Revolution uh, can be tracked back to urban heat island, the study found. Uh, Greenhouse gases are responsible uh, for 79%. So 4% versus 79%. It seems like a lot of it has to do with the greenhouse gases uh, rather than heat being retained by cities. Uh, So if you live in a city, uh, don't sweat it. Uh, However, if you commuted for 1.5 hours in a car for the past decade, well, maybe that is worth sweating a little bit. (laughs) Uh, Study also contains some bad news about white roofs. A favored cheap and simple solution for mitigating the urban heat island effect. White roofs were supposed to reduce global warming by reflecting more light back into the atmosphere and reducing the need for air conditioning. Uh, However, the Stanford study found that if all of the roofs were painted white, uh, they'd cause other changes that would cancel out their benefits. Uh, However, I I like this fact that sticking a solar panel on the roof would reduce the urban heat island effect and help scale back climate change. So, uh... Once again, we find out about the the magic and wonder of uh, photovoltaic panels. (laughs) They both reduce the heat island effect and generate energy. All right, let's talk about some holidays. Today is the 301st day of the year. There are 64 days left in the year. Uh, That's not long. We're almost done with this year. Uh, Holidays today, Frankenstein Friday. Uh, It's also Statue of Liberty Day today. Other holidays coming up? Uh, National Cat Day coming up tomorrow on Saturday. National Forgiveness Day. They to forgive people for things. It's, it's good in general to be, be, be at least a little bit forgiving, but Saturday is a special day for it. Saturday is also the anniversary of the Internet. It's the anniversary of the stock market crash of 1929. Uh, it also happens to be the anniversary of the birth of my brother. Uh, my brother Errol was born on October 29th. Uh, I won't say what year. I'll leave that up to him to disclose, but uh, happy birthday out to my brother Errol coming up on sunday uh checklist day so the first step of checklist day is to make a checklist of the checklist that you need to make Uh, (laughs) i shouldn't say that i'll get all the ocd people having one more layer to what they have to do on checklist day Uh, sundays also create a great funeral day Uh, that's an interesting day Uh, uh it's a time of year when when i'm always thinking about uh the issues of death and dying in life um and you know, it's we're all going to die at some point, so why not plan ahead and have a great funeral planned? It's also, uh, <coughs> excuse me, it's also the birthday of uh, President John Adams, the second president of the U.S., and Emily Post, the author. Uh, coming up on Monday, Monday is Halloween. It's also All Hallows' Eve. It's a variety of related holidays. It's Magic Day. It's uh, National Knock-Knock Day. Um, it's also Samhain, uh, the uh, Wiccan and Pagan holiday, uh, uh, ancient Celtic holiday coming up. And it's the day when the, the veil is said to be thin, the veil between worlds. Um, if you think about it in nature, uh, when the weather is acting as it usually should act, uh, it's when all the leaves are falling off the trees and things are getting cold. Uh, so it's a time to think about that transition, uh, the, the final harvest Um, so yeah, that's coming up, Samhain. Some other holidays coming up. (coughs) Excuse me. Uh, All Saints Day coming up on Tuesday. Uh, All Hallows Day, uh, Day of the Dead, Dia de los Muertos. Uh, National Authors Day, Uh, National Cook for Your Pets Day. Ah, those are some pretty lucky pets. They, They get their owners to cook fancy meals for them. Uh, National Family Literacy Day, uh, so you can read uh, with your family about how to cook meals for your pets. <laughs> it's also Independence Day in Antigua and uh, Bardaba, and Liberty Day in the Virgin Islands. <laughs> All right, some other holidays coming up. Uh, Wednesday is Plan Your Epitaph Day. Uh, Once again, uh, this is a time of year to uh, start thinking about issues of uh, uh, the passing of life. Uh, Day to plan your epitaph. Day to think out all that sort of stuff. It's also a day to honor your ancestors. Uh, uh, Whether you celebrate it as All Souls Day or Samhain or many of the other holidays that happen at this time of year, it starts to get cold and rainy out and uh, all the the crops in the field are being harvested, all the... uh, Leaves have fallen off the trees, and it's a time to think about those who aren't here anymore, or at least aren't here in the flesh, but maybe in spirit. So Wednesday is the birthday of uh, U.S. President Warren Harding, and also James Polk, uh, the 29th and 11th presidents, respectively. Uh, it's also the birthday of Bert Lancaster, and it's Admission Day for both North Dakota and South Dakota—the day they admitted that they were part of the U.S. <laughs> Now, Thursday is Cliché Day. Now, some people celebrate Cliché Day every day, but Thursday is a special day for clichés. It's also National Men Make Dinner Day and Sandwich Day. Now, not surprisingly, I wouldn't be surprised if those go together and uh, men make a sandwich for dinner. So, yeah, those are just some of the holidays coming up in the next week. If you know of any to send our way or any happenings, any news, My email address is treesong at treesong.org. Happenings. We have Fuller Fridays. Uh, Do more with less. Uh, the conversations about Buckminster Fuller. Uh, this is happening uh, today at 12 p.m. at the Bucky Dome near Quigley Hall on the SIUC campus. This is uh, an event by Occupy Carbondale. I've been spending a lot of time out at the Occupy Carbondale site, uh, but I've taken a break for the past few days to get well. As I believe Orr mentioned, I've been coming down with something, but I'm feeling much better today. So uh, I may even be out there. Uh, so at noon today, near Quigley Hall on the SIUC campus, uh, people will be discussing Buckminster Fuller and his his challenge to make the world work for one hundred percent of humanity in the shortest period of shortest possible time through spontaneous cooperation without ecological offense or disadvantage to anyone. So that's a pretty exciting challenge, and people will be taking up that challenge today at noon at the Bucky Dome near Quigley Hall on the SIUC campus. Another happening is Rice and Spice, uh, coming up, uh, tonight at 6 p.m. at Guy House Interfaith Center. This is a slow food dinner, and just what exactly is slow food? Well, you know what fast food is, right? Well, a slow food dinner, uh, people meet and cook together, taking their time to enjoy the company and savor the meal. Uh, This slow food dinner series brings culture and cuisine from all over the world. Uh, 6 p.m., we start cooking, and uh, depending on how long it takes, may get done at 7, 7.30, And we do the dishes after. It's all part of a slow foods process. Uh, Once again, Guy House Interfaith Center, 913 South Illinois in Carbondale. All right, another regular Friday happening, the Friday Night Fair, happening Friday tonight at 6 p.m. at the Town Square Pavilion. Uh, That's at the corner of Illinois and Maine in Carbondale. Uh, This has been a regular happening for quite some time now, but uh, this is actually going to be the last one of the season. (coughs) Excuse me. So it's your last opportunity to get out there and enjoy the Friday Night Fair. Got all sorts of local goodies, uh, free live music by the Swamp Tigers this week. Uh, There will also be a Halloween costume party. Uh, Now, this is the last one of the season, so uh, it's your last chance to get out there until next year. Once again, Town Square Pavilion, corner of Illinois and Maine. other happenings. The Farmer's Market uh, coming up tomorrow, Saturday from 8 a.m. to noon at the West Town Mall parking lot just west of the Murrydale Shopping Center in Carbondale. Always goodies there. We also have the Vigil for Peace that's coming up uh, tomorrow at noon at the Town Square Pavilion on the corner of Illinois and Maine. Now we've also started having a uh, Starting at 1130 and meeting them over there at noon, uh, the Occupy Carbondale crew. Uh, Occupy Carbondale is over uh, at the corner of Illinois and Grand, uh, right next to the Bucky Dome on the SIUC campus. Uh, so for the past couple of Saturdays now, uh, starting at 1130, uh, they've left from there and uh, departed, done a march down Illinois Avenue, and uh, gone to the Town Square Pavilion to meet up with the Vigil for Peace. Um, I'm glad to see this cooperation between Occupy Carbonale and Peace Coalition. Um, I know that one of the big causes of these wars of aggression that we have is that uh, people want to make money. Uh, People want to make money off of war. And personally, I don't think that's the best way to make money. Uh, There's all sorts of other career options out there. And all sorts of better ways to to treat the men and women in uniform who have uh, sworn to defend this country. It would be good to use them actually for defense rather than sending them off to wars of aggression. So uh, in honor of that, Occupy Carbondale and Peace Coalition are joining forces. Uh, The march will leave from 11.30 a.m. approximately at the uh, Occupy Carbondale site and join the Peace Coalition vigil over at Town Square Pavilion. all right we've got time to slip in a couple more happenings here uh here's a halloween related one the little egypt ghost society book signing uh now the little egypt ghost society as you may guess is a local group that deals with ghosts uh they are having an event a book signing on sunday at 1 p.m at the castle Peerless games and books located at 207 west main street in carbondale this is an exciting opportunity to meet members of the little egypt ghost society And uh, they will also be there to autograph copies of their book, History, Mysteries, and Hauntings of Southern Illinois. Another Halloween event coming up on Monday, the Halloween Playground. Uh, That's coming up on Monday at 9 p.m. at Global Gourmet. On Halloween, the veil between worlds grows thin and the spirits roam freely through the City of Poets. Uh, We will be at Global Gourmet for a night of costumes, poetry, and whatever else the spirits bring to the table. So, exciting times over at Global Gourmet, uh, a very special transported playground. Uh, Monday at 9 p.m. on Halloween itself at Global Gourmet. And one last event here. We've got the Food for Thought. Uh, <coughs> coming up on Tuesday at noon at the Gaia House Interfaith Center, uh, it's a discussion series where people talk about uh, philosophy and uh, over, over bag lunch. And this theme is science, technology, and ethics this week. It's at Guy House Interfaith Center. And I know I said one more, but I forgot one here at the very end, and it's very important. It's the Solidarity March to Support SIU Workers. Uh, this is happening next Thursday uh, at, at 4 p.m. It's starting at the Occupy Carbondale site, uh, the field between Quigley, Quigley Hall and Illinois Avenue on the SIUC campus. Um, as you may know, the, uh, the unions at SIU have said they will strike on November 3rd if the contract dispute is not settled. So this March, if there is a strike, this March will be by uh, students and community members in solidarity with the strike. Um, If there's not a strike and they've got a nice new contract that everybody likes, uh, then this will be celebrating the fact that the workers uh, persevered and got their good contract. Either way, it's Thursday, 4 uh, p.m. by Quigley and Illinois Avenue in Carbondale. So, once again, this has been an exciting and informative Your Community Spirits. I hope you had nearly half as much fun as I did. Uh, We'll see you here next week on the radio.